Hi there and welcome to episode 47 of the ADHD Adults Podcast, the podcast that critics, or at least one critic, are saying, what are all the laughter and jokes for? It isn't supposed to be a comedy show, which I think is the best comment we've ever received about the podcast ever. I'm James Bryan, uh, the person that somehow managed to forge an entire career after filming one television episode with Angela Rippon, or The Ripper, as we call her in the biz. As usual, I'm joined by the man who can't be filmed for television because nobody's managed to engineer a camera that's got a wide enough screen for his massive, bulbous, spherical head, Dr. Alex Connor. Hi, Alex. Word to your father. So I can see why you've done that joke. I kind of get the mechanism. It's parenting, etc. Um, but it's still objectively not funny, is it? No. 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 How are you? I'm really well, thank you. I'm excellent. Very excited that we're reaching listener numbers that match your your ADHD tax overdraft. <laughs> yeah, like hundred thousand. <laughs> One of them sent us a letter oh, from um, a Robert from Kidderminster. It says, "Dear team, can you do a parenting episode about fathers? <laughs> I'd love to know where I went so terribly and objectively wrong." You're you're in luck today, Robert. <laughs> That's exactly what we're the doing. The only bit about that was the only bit about that that was funny was dear team. I'll be honest. Now. <laughs> it's a good joke, yeah, right? We can we we have a real uh, email from a listener today, James, and we have permission to say it's from Joe, <laughs> and it goes. Hi, uh, just let everybody know, Mrs. ADHD just walked in while we're recording the. Po- Hi, Sam. You're no, right. I heard. Yeah, this yeah. is a thing. Hi, we're Sam. doing a professional <laughs> show. <laughs> anyway. That was you get ADHD. one diagnosis and you're right up yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, anyway, I've got a real letter from a Joe who says, Hello, you saucy pair. It's Joe, a 23-year-old fellow Brummie here. I had my ADHD assessment today, and fair to say, I passed with flying colours. I've been <laughs> listening to your podcast since episode four came out and absolutely love it. Learning about ADHD through to getting a diagnosis has all happened quite quickly. But by listening to you guys with the extremely informative, reflective and light-hearted <clears throat> approach, offensive, you give, has allowed the challenge to my sense of identity and the reappraisal of my whole life much easier to digest. Although seeing life through a slightly different lens now, you guys have made me realise that it's okay. So I can't thank you enough for that. I really love it, don't we, James? We do. We actually had one the other day which made me cry a little bit. It was so... It was so touching. What's your reading age, Al? Because you struggle sometimes, don't you? It sounds like you, the bigger words challenge you a little bit. Mine's 12, by the way. Well, the last time it was I measured, wasn't it was. I paying attention whilst reading the letter. That's what it was. For some reason, <laughs> okay. I don't know why. Perhaps we'll never it's the, know. it's the thing. It's the thing, isn't it? Yes. But we love your emails and we try and read everyone, but they are coming in thick and fast. So if it takes us a week or two to get to them, we're really, really sorry. Mm-hmm. Right. Also, James, international. We are getting. We've gone up again to one hundred and twenty-five countries, and the new, the new country is Andorra. I'm one hundred percent sure. Can I, can I say something, Alex? Yeah, I actually yeah. find this bit of the podcast difficult, um, and I think about it a lot actually because obviously, fundamentally, I want the podcast to be successful. I want us to help more people. <laughs> I want more people to listen. But at the same time, obviously, on a very fundamental level, I want you to fail and to feel a yeah. failure. So I, I really struggle with this this bit where we talk about how successful the podcast is, because by reflection, it, it maybe suggests be you're difficult. successful. It is. It, I don't like it. It's difficult. It's inspired me, let's be honest. We are both bewildered and grateful to why we get so many listeners from so many countries. But this week, we're going to say a big Catalan, hola y benvingut, to our Andorra listener, James. 
So I've got friends who are both Catalan and live uh, in that area. And I just want to say sorry, first of all, yes, if you're listening, sorry. because that was that was probably just utter crap, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. as usual, this broken clay plot discard broken clay pot discarded in a skip outside a factory in SoCon Trent of a podcast is a tragedy in three parts, mm-hmm. which is a theme. And I, I'd like to say that last time was about ADHD and being a mother with ADHD, except it wasn't, was it, Alex? Yeah. It was imposter syndrome because you, you had one job and you were bad at that job, weren't you? Mm. Yes. So this week we're now uh, completing the, the other end of that double fister. We're focusing on the other, not easier, just less hard side of the coin as part two of our poorly planned um, uh, episodes on parenting with ADHD. So this time we're talking about being a father with ADHD. Thanks again to Evidence Based Doula and Rachel for suggesting these. I probably said that last time. Fuck knows. I can't remember. Um, but thanks to everybody that's talked about this and for everyone that responded last time. We had a really good response because Jesse was brilliant. I mean, Alex was terrible. But I think Jesse's brilliance kind of made up for your terribleness, Al. Yeah. As always, the three parts include some evidence-based psychoeducation about fatherhood with ADHD, delivered by the man with more children than listeners to his boring part of the podcast, Alex the Psychoeducation Monkey. Our personal reflections, and now this bit is kind of read out each week, but this again feels like an attack on my lack of ability to have children. Our personal reflections on being a father with ADHD. And the third and final bit, which is um, top tips on being a father when you already have ADHD, which again, I've got fuck all for. So um, the reason I'm actually excited about this, even though I can add nothing to this podcast at all, is that we're going to bring in an, an actual expert. But I've got children. I am a father. And what an expert it is. <laughs> um, this is going to be the reason I'm really excited. Whenever there's anything that challenges Alex, obviously excites me. But the reason, and I'm, I'm literally shivering with excitement here, Alex, the hairs on my arms are standing up on end, is because we've got Jules. Jules, hello. What chat? All right. See, I'm quite happy for Jules to say that, Al, because <clears throat> now Jules has children. And far more importantly, though, if you're a regular listener, first of all, what's wrong with you? Secondly, um, you might recognize the name Jules because he is the more intelligent, better looking, more charming and funnier version of Alex from the same family of Connors. Well, is he, though? Well, yeah, obviously, as people will know when they finish listening to this podcast. Hello, Jules. Hello, bro. (laughs) So um, this is in many ways an audition for Jules to replace you, Al. Um, As long as he does Mm -hmm. well, then I can find a way of getting you off this podcast and moving on to other things. Um, So uh, I suppose, first of all, Jules, why have you agreed to do this? I mean, this is this is madness, isn't it, for you to come on, on here? Other than, than to help me out with Alex, I've been messaging Jules on Facebook for ages, saying, "Can you come on the podcast and just make Alex look worse?" Um, so I'm really I'm really glad that he's done so. Now, Jules, you don't yet have a diagnosis of ADHD, but no, I was, you have... I was kind of sorry, I was kind of outed no. by this podcast. I think, <laughs> I think <laughs> which is inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, Many, yeah but since yeah. then, I, I I've got. I think I have traits. I think I was. As, as a man in his in incredibly early 50s, I just like to point out, very late 40s. Very, very late 40s, incredibly late. Um, I think I've probably exhibited more uh, issues as a, as a kid and a young man than I do today. I was pretty shy and, and unsure then, very quiet in school, but proper hard work everywhere else. Um, 
there's there's some cine film of me, and I really feel sorry for my my parents sometimes when I look at that. Um, yeah, as a school, I was, I was not good at learning, really quite poor at learning. I'm much, much better now. Um, I remember feeling really sorry for Mr. Johnson, our chemistry teacher. Uh, he's just trying to explain basic chemistry concept to me. Um, really felt poor bugger. You know, how could you? I, I remember looking at him and thinking, look at him just talking away at me. Poor sod. Just... <laughs> and I could see his lips moving. And all I do was feeling sorry for him as it wasn't going in. Um <laughs> But since then, I, I, I'm much better at learning. I give myself sort of sections of time. I've gone on to do um, fairly fairly okay academically, <laughs> surprisingly. Um, but uh, it's all about learning how to uh, how to adapt to it. And uh, I say I'm less of a human and more a sack of coping mechanisms now. Uh, it's possibly my reluctance to get uh, officially assessed and, and potentially diagnosing diagnosed, really. Um, but um, I've also noticed recently that I'm recognising some of those traits in, in my own kid, um, and I want to give her an edge in handling it. So uh, I do have to recognise those if they exist. Brilliant. Thanks. I mean, they exist massively, but that would be inappropriate to say, so I won't. Yeah, just talk over me, Alex. Just talk over me, Alex. It's fine. Remember, when you're making a joke, put your hand up because we need we need to be yeah we need to be aware that it's a joke that's coming, so we can pretend to laugh afterwards. Right. Hand up. Again, thanks, Jules. Gives Alex time to cut over me, doesn't? Um, Alex, can we get your bit done now quickly just to get it out of the way? <clears throat> yes. All right, then. Uh, much of what we discussed in part one with Jess around chaos at home, executive function is, of course, true for dads as well as mums. Also, any other kind of guardian, whatever. Uh, it's hard, is the point, parenting. As we also said last time, there's very little robust research on parenting in general with ADHD. Most adult men with ADHD are also not diagnosed. Treatment and support definitely helps with most aspects already. We've got those same problems here. Even with diagnosis and treatment, many of the aspects of parenting hit those exact buttons. There are cultural expe expectations of men in general that ADHD people often struggle with in terms of so, being a parent. Obviously, I'm not coming from the, the perspective of being a father, but I think my only cultural expectation of me now is to be grumpy, generally, and abusive towards you. And actually, you have no concept of culture post-1860, do you? No, but, you know, I understand medieval parenting very well. So, again, there's a likely chance that if you are parenting with ADHD, if you're a dad, one of your kids will, will have it too. What research there is, like parent sleep quality, fewer social support, more home chaos, this is linked to the severity of ADHD symptoms. One aspect for men is that in one study for fathers, it was only really their own ADHD symptoms that predicted higher levels of home chaos, not their own kids. Who knows why? I mean, like, I, mean I, can hazard, work. I can hazard a guess based on spending time with you and your family. <laughs> yeah, I bet you can. <laughs> so a cultural difference observed is that the decisions to have children in the first place might be one that an ADHD person is more likely to make, either just their impulsive decisions, sure, why not? A lack of thought and like there is no actual future if you're time blind. But also taking risks when in flagrante. Um, <laughs> well, so impulsive, unprotected in flagrante, in, when you're in bed with someone, James. Whilst this is Don't true you for normally all of us, there call is... it bonking? Bonking, exactly. Whilst there is, there, this is true for all of us, there is less cultural pressure on men. As Phil Wang says, you can just run away if you're a man. You shouldn't. It's just very easy. It's an amazing episode. Brilliant. Brilliant, Alex. Well done. It might 
it might, and this isn't proper science, it might be an evolutionary <clears throat> advantage, specifically uh, culturally for men. I've been told by experts that we are more likely to have more children, that's all ADHD people, from more than one partner. And actually, I was asked this in my own psychiatric assessment, again, not gendered. In general, and this is probably obvious, while support for those executive function skills fathers also struggle with can really help getting a diagnosis, treatment, and emotional acceptance, blah, 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 of your own ADHD is absolutely key to more effective relationships. Are you done? Yeah. Done. Right. So in review, some good information delivered poorly. Uh, notes um, could have been quicker. Jules, let's get you in. What are your thoughts on the, the if you were paying attention, because I just fall asleep when Alex does his bits. What are your thoughts on what Alex has just said? If it wasn't evolutionary advantageous in some way, I think less people would have it because it's more than we think, isn't it? Mm. Um, as mm. as an adult, although I struggle, my, I struggle to define myself as as possibly having ADHD, uh, being older and occasionally more aware aware of of my own quite profound and extensive limitations. I find it easier, perhaps, to to forgive, for want of a better uh, better word, some of the the traits um, in others. Um, for example, my own kid. Mm. Um, it's often still fucking irritating, though, isn't it? <laughs> I feel bad about that. <laughs> irritated yeah. by something I do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, that's that's it, though, isn't it? We spend all these years being irritated by what we do, and particularly in that realm of parenting, which I've got fuck all experience in. So why I'm even talking at this point in the podcast? I don't know, and I've forgotten what I meant to say at the start of that sentence. So, in summary, um, it says, well done, Alex, in particular. He's always doing this. <laughs> Messing with the thing. fucking script. <laughs> well done, Alex, in particular, and time for a break, for fuck's sake. No, I'd like to say thank you, Jules, for, for adding your thoughts to Alex's pathetically delivered psychoeducation. We've now got mm -hmm. time so I can have a break, and we can, in that break, give Alex lots of shit about what he was like as a child. See you in part two. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 47 of the ADHD Adults Podcast, where we are in part two of our double header, Parenting yes, with man. ADHD. We're talking about being a father with ADHD. Right, as always, we're doing personal reflections and we've got um, a ringer who is also vaguely related to me on. James, <laughs> you have, there are loads of children in your life, even though you're not actually a father. What are your personal reflections of fatherhood and ADHD? This, this actually feels a bit personal now, you know, getting me in first to talk about my um, personal reflections on being a father with ADHD. If you can just remember back to the first episode, Alex, remember, I'm, I'm, my problem is I'm too fertile. Remember that I've just got mm, very, extremely. very strong sperm. The only problem is there's just one of them, a bit like Killian Murphy in 28 Days Later, left in a, a barren world littered with crap inside my scrotal sac. So that, that is pretty much my reflection on being... Um, not a parent with ADHD. So let's move on to you, Alex. What about you? Because you've got millions of kids. I have got four children, yes. And they, they're very age-wise, they vary a lot as well. It's a tricky one, this. Partly because talking about being a parent with ADHD, everyone is going to find out the main source of my all my self-loathing and personal shame. Woohoo! 99 I know. 99% of which is the lengths I will go to 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 not have to read fucking Biff and Chip school books at night with the kids. <laughs> oh, I try and find books that are funny 
for me, uh, I read like Terry Pratchett kids books or something, but it's just all the things. The main problem for me is the baby stage. Having babies sent my mental health in the bin. James, I nearly reached U levels of, of <laughs> mental health. I mean, problems. that's a bold statement, Alex. That is. Yeah, nearly. I was so unhappy because of the constant mental and physical demands on your time. That's how it feels. Every second you can be interrupted and it sort of feels like water torture. And after that, after the baby stage, sort of two and a half or so, it's, it's been awesome. The, the guilt of how shit I've been with babies isn't, it's, it's never gone away. I'll always have that. But the kind of neurodivergence of someone treated with ADHD, um, that can be good because I'm I'm always up for a slide if we go to the water park. I can't sunbathe anyway, so I might as well play games and go on the slides and mess about. Um, being aware of the hereditary nature of it is is crucial, I think, when you are a parent because of getting angry with your kids. But it's also a danger. So I, I a bit like you all said earlier, actually, I get grumpy about traits I don't like about myself. Like it, uh, it's it's a. It's always that way, isn't it? When you, it's something you really hate about yourself and your kid does it, you feel furious and then you know you pass that feeling on what I've, what i tried to do is stop gaslighting as a parent and just just letting go admitting i can't do stuff and asking for help from a partner it's amazing how hard it is to ask for help and yet people seem to like helping although playgrounds are fucking boring james i'll i'll <laughs> die on that hill yeah i'm not allowed near them so anyway shush now cockface um the reason we've got jules on um uh, other than him technically auditioning to replace you one day is to give his perspective yeah. as uh, a parent with or a father with ADHD. So, um, Jules, you want to give us some of your personal reflections? Sorry, I was rocking back and forth at the idea of reading different ship again. <laughs> oh. Oh, what so was the bad. magic key all about? Do you remember that? Didn't, the magic didn't key. Read them. Just, oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I made it. I made a quick list of things to mention, but ran out of memory on my phone. So, um, <laughs> and I also, I, w- I wonder whether I've re- rewritten history in my mind because I did, you know, like you think about memory. Are you remembering the event or are you remembering your last memory of the event? I've got, uh, you know, memories of beatifically strolling around, gazing adoringly at my sleeping baby in my arm. Uh, when most of the time, if I was carrying the baby, I'd be trying to do everything else at the same time and failing miserably. And oh, it's just so, so difficult, mm. isn't it? Uh, you know, I, I think. We're quite lucky in our family. I think blokes tend to be quite paternal, so we've got that as a counterpoint to uh, <laughs> well, some of us are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Alex, for those who aren't watching on yeah. YouTube, Alex was gently shaking his head during that statement. <laughs> um, I, I think a lot of the time I found it hard and hard and boring, um, and I still ha- I think we still have it. <laughs> I, I think it's. Um, we still have it easier than the mums, though, so uh, you you've, that forces your hand a little bit. And I think sometimes there's a mental sacrifice for your child's well-being is is up there with the, you know, you would walk for, through fire for your kids. I don't know why we do that. Genes, genetics, swines they are. Um, so <laughs> it does help, though. I remember I was doing a, a, a degree when I learned how to learn. I was doing a degree, and I, was, I remember when my son was a baby um, doing my dissertation with him in my lap writing at 10, 10 a.m., and I was able to do that sort of thing and just do it for like, you know, if he was asleep for 45 minutes, I could do that. So it stopped me getting absolutely bored out of my head. So that worked quite well. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think as, as a parent, it's, it's controlling the emotional dysregulation for me. I either try not to get really upset by something they've done, trying not to get angry at something they've done. But then rec- recognising that 
getting angry and upset at something stupid your children have done is perfectly natural and okay. It's just not going overboard with it, really trying to control it, which is fun, isn't it? It's hard. <laughs> Do you think... Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, with uh, I think with with, uh, with self acceptance we talked about, I think that is amazingly powerful. Um, you can give yourself forgiveness for doing that, but it sort of it lets you handle it, lets you predict it's going to happen, and then sometimes take little evasive maneuvers to try and reduce them a bit if they're not appropriate. That, that could be just age talking. <laughs> no, I think it is true. It's, it's the, the emotional dysregulation is strong when you're tired and and there your kids say you're feeling mm. bad and you you go wild, you go wild about things that don't matter. If with me, I'm, I sort of talk about self acceptance, and I try to explain to my my daughter that uh, you know it's a, you know you accept who you are and accept your limitations and be aware of them, and then I try and change him into an entirely different conforming human being. It's not right. <laughs> yeah, do your fucking homework. I've no idea who's going next. <laughs> Normally, Jules, with all guests, people have got something to promote, but we've just brought you on to take the piss, really, haven't we? So, anything to promote? Uh, I've just got my book of recipes. No, I really, really don't. <laughs> right. So I suppose, Alex, it's it's time for the bit where obviously you changed the, 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 the script to say no time for the game today, and I've just written fuck off yeah. Alex next to it. Yeah. So, again, I'm going to give Alex the choice, but then you two are going to go head-to-head. So, Alex, the choice is laptops, which you said you're never going to pick, and meetings. Yeah. So, which is it? Laptops, is it? Ooh, I'm going to go meetings, James. Oh, there's a surprise. So, I'm going to let Jules go first with this, but I'll both let you um, prepare for this. So, I um, missed a meeting in this past week. It's the third time I've missed yeah. a meeting with the person I missed a meeting with, and they're an important person. And the question is, why did I miss this meeting? So is the answer I missed the meeting that, A, I forgot to put it in my calendar in any way whatsoever, and therefore obviously missed it? Is it, B, that I put it in my calendar, um, but for uh, the wrong time, and not just the wrong time, as in not this month. So it, it was a different day, different time, different month. Or is it, C, that I was in... Um, another meeting which was really really rewarding and therefore didn't notice when that meeting had overrun and that there were um, notifications which i'd missed so a b or c jules first did i just completely not put it in my calendar did i put it in my calendar in totally the wrong time day week month or was i in a meeting that i was enjoying and therefore didn't pay attention to any notifications hmm I don't think you've got would have forgotten your calendar because I think you're you're so super clever you don't need a calendar you just keep it all up here. So while since we've met Jules, isn't it? I think that's good. Yeah. Um, and uh, well, you're a professor, you see, so you've got to naturally respect that. Oh, kind of. I bet you, oh, imagine that. Al. Imagine that. Al. Even if, Al, even if he, if even if you in the future you became one, you, you know, he's, he got there first. It's amazing. Um, in. Um, <laughs> um, Wrong time. I think, well, you wouldn't have used the calendar because of your superior intellect. So I'm going to go. I think you were in another meeting and you were providing such joy to them that you thought, I'd better not leave this. this. So I'm going to go for C. He's, do, uh, he's gone completely the opposite route, which is thinking good things about me. And not, I love that, Jules. I fucking love that. Right, Alex? <laughs> Jules, you've made the worst game in the world worse. <laughs> fuck me. This is awful. I don't it's even care obviously if I'm wrong. not rewarding because James couldn't 
make anybody feel anything was rewarding whatsoever. <laughs> so it isn't that. It isn't the wrong day, month or time because James has gotten tattooed on his feet so he doesn't forget. <laughs> so you didn't put it in the calendar at all. Okay, and I'm, Morris, yeah. I'm delighted to say that Jules got it right and Alex got it wrong. Yeah. I, was, I, I was in a meeting that went on two hours longer than it was meant to, but because it was doing little tasks and I was making progress on those little tasks, I was I was happy to carry on doing it and completely forgot I'd set up a meeting. Was I in it? Is that why it was so good? <laughs> I mean, I don't think I need to answer that question. and I'm pretty sure that our listeners realise that as well. I'm going to go to the shop and buy one of those a little tiny trophy and run around my garden with it. <laughs> I'm so happy about winning that. I'll, I'll have to. So I believe my pass rate is 100. percent percent Jules. Close I, I, well, to that. It, I mean, close. That's a relative term, isn't it, Alex? Because you're probably in the 30s. Although we still need to <laughs> those two episodes so Dave can count them for us. Brilliant. So on that very happy note, that takes us to the break, and we'll come back. I mean, top tips on parenting from me. We need to change the structure for some of these podcasts. Anyway, we'll come back and I'll obviously literally say fuck all and these two can talk for a bit. See you in part three. Hello, welcome back to the ADHD Adults Podcast episode 47. This is part two of our double header, James, parenting, you know, where we're talking about being a father who has ADHD. James, just the tip is probably why you're not a father with ADHD. What is your best tip? Are you fucking joking? That, 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 that I mean, I'll, listen, I'll just, I'll hand it over to you two. I, yeah. Carry on, guys. Obviously, I've got no fucking tips, Alex. You kind of father me all the time, really. Yeah, right. but I mean, in a, in a maladaptive beating you up yeah. and, and kind of... Yeah, Victorian dad. Yeah, which I wouldn't want to kind of suggest in any way as a top tip for any father out there with ADHD or otherwise. So I'll wisely um, extract myself from this section of the podcast and go and have a wank or something. Okay, so uh, I have my, my tip is this. Be fucking <laughs> kind to yourself. Communicate the things you can't do and, and really think about the things that you can do as in are, are good at and that are positive. I thought you I thought you were listing them as A, B, and C, and you started with B because you said my top tip is B. <laughs> I've done that before, yeah. B. Exactly. Yeah. Three. <laughs> uh, seven. When you have ADHD and you've got children, there are conflicts there that you will never, ever, ever solve. And that takes emotional acceptance, blah, blah, blah. Some of the things you have to do for them and really, really want to do for them are either impossible. Or they come at a terrible cost to your mental health. So here's the tip, and it's what I said before, really. Ask for help without gaslighting that, you know, it's, it's, it's normal in inverted commas. It's okay to be a deficient. I am. I ask, ask a partner or a relative or a friend, anybody, to help you by saying, I struggle with that because I'm kooky. It's not, no, it's not kooky. I have a disability. If, if disability or ADHD is hard to say, say I have a neurological disorder. That is true. You don't have to clarify which one if you don't want, but you know, ask for help. Say this isn't everyone doesn't need help with this, but I do. That's that's my tip, James. Really, Jules. Apart from don't involve your uncle in the parenting. What top t- <laughs> what top tips? Use, use the stick without the nail in it. No, the um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think uh, we, we go on about emotional acceptance, blah blah blah, and it's so important. Um, 
but I think with if if you're a, a father and you've got some of those traits and you've noticed that in your kids, you probably have to realise that they're a part of you, they're an extension of you. So um, it's sometimes easier not to change their behaviour, but to change your response to their behaviour. So um, <laughs> a kind of extending extending the self acceptance to include them and their 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 uh, I don't want to say failings, their traits. <laughs> Um, also, get your kid a digital watch with an alarm so they don't forget to go to their bastard drumming lesson that you paid for. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> isn't it get yourself a digital watch? <laughs> I've got loads somewhere. I'm wearing two. I'm wearing two that give me the same notifications. I love Jules that your your tip for being a father with ADHD is get your kid to do it. <laughs> Pass responsibility onto your child. Yeah. Try try and have at least one nine? without any ADHD traits. Just, just try. <laughs> yeah. It's brilliant. To be the right. Uh, on that subject, we'll move on to the product recommendation of the week, which, which Alex has written in vasectomy, um, which I think is <laughs> certainly for some people in this conversation reasonable. I'm going to go with a different one, though, Alex. Apologies. Um, I've got a couple I'm thinking about, but somebody called Chris got in touch to tell me about. I'm going to pronounce this wrong. Cleverly, cleverly, and this is a device cleverly. which plugs in. It's a device that plugs into your cigarette lighter in your car and reminds you before you leave the car to check the back seat. You know, for children, things like that, and dogs. And it just seems quite apt for this particular episode that wow. that something that literally says check the back seat before you get out of the car. So you go, oh, hang on a minute. Oh yeah, there is a small child there, or a dog there, or a handbag. Can be really useful for a group of people who maybe never check the back seat. Do you think it'd be useful in a car? You know, if you have a warning like pressure, like your tyre's gone down or something's open, it's at the beginning of the journey. Mm. And then by the time you finish, they say, I'll check that when I get that stop. And then obviously you never do. So you have like an orange light on forever and ever. Why doesn't that come off when you turn your engine off? (laughs) Then you can go and check the tyre. It's, it's, it's a good it's, it's a good point it's no no it's not it's because remember all these things are ableist all these things are aimed at the 95 percent of the population that aren't neurodivergent and will say oh yeah i'll check the tires I'll, I'll go to the garage now and do it and don't like me have a you need a service light on your car for two and a half years <laughs> i've got my i've had one for a year and a half right <laughs> yeah oh that's that's painful it's a good spot though <laughs> It is. So anyway, have, have a look into uh, Cleverelli. And thanks, Chris, for giving us the um, recommendation. That was episode 47. I don't even know if it was 47, because obviously Alex fucked up the order in terms of getting Jules on. I think 47. it was episode 47. Yeah, it was. Yeah, which is part two of a double fist to Alex, not Heather, Heather, about parenting for the ADHD adults. But I, the, I'm sorry, the syntax in this sentence is shit. Did you write this? doesn't sound like me that was episode it, it is you because it's in black and i never write in black that was episode 47 part two of a double header about parenting for the adhd adults podcast for the like, we're providing a service for them are we anyway i'm getting distracted by a shit your writing is <laughs> this was the episode with the better version of alex jules about being a dad with adhd so jules thank you so much for coming on so i'm just resisting shouting out fisting headers so <laughs> it's been of course you and I've really enjoyed it. So if you as a listener enjoyed this, again, unlikely, why not support the show on the link? Because otherwise Alex is going to have to wedge his head into a giant circular drain just to try and get 500 quid from you've been framed. If you want to get in touch on the socials, it will likely take us about a week and a half to respond because Jesus Christ, people are getting in touch on the socials, but it's at ADHD Adult UK. For anybody that has emailed, we still haven't checked the email inbox. 
Um, I'm putting this one entirely on Alex because he has said he will. But again, Alex and computers don't go well together. So it may take us yeah. a while for me to train him on how to open an email um, browser. Browser? App? Oh, fucking hell, my brain's gone. Anyway, get in touch if you want to. Until next time, see ya. Bye, all. Trigger warning, clacks on. Clacks on, clacks on, clacks on. Clacks on, big clacks on. Trigger warning, clacks on. Clacks on, clacks on, clacks on. Clacks on, clacks on, clacks on. Trigger warning, clacks on. Clacks on, clacks on, clacks on.